Hello and welcome to 20 Tim Minutes, a podcast that focuses on mental health in a serious but yet humorous way. Listen as I interview a wide variety of guests where we show our support as well as sharing our own personal struggles and stories with mental health. I am your host, Tim McCarthy, and now it's time to talk about it. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're tuning into another episode of 20 Tim Minutes. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. Today, I have on IBS anxiety coach and the woman behind Healing to Happy, Laura Martin. Laura, how the hell are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, thanks. Uh, not too good after our rock, paper, scissors matchup, but uh, I'm, I'm going to survive. It's okay. I'm just good at everything, you know. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, it, you know what? I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Let's start off with the Healing to Happy. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. Um, totally by accident, just kind of trying to save my own life at the time and started on my health journey. And from there, people wanted to pay me. And I was like, sure, why not? And just kind of steamboated from there and ended up getting asked to like speak on panels and travel around and do different kind of workshops and things like that. At the time I was living in Asia and it really just like, I always make the joke, like I'm a conduit of it. Like it just kind of chose me because I would never had the intention of being an entrepreneur or creating this kind of platform or doing the kind of things that I'm doing, but it just kind of spoke through me. It just, it just fell in your lap. How does yeah. that, even, like, how does that happen? I feel like a lot of people have to grind and you're just like, yeah, it happened. I mean, I don't get me wrong. Like after I got bit by it and I was like, Ooh, you make a lot of money doing this. This is fun. Then I got bit by the bug and I was like, okay. And then I hardly ever slept and did the whole thing. And anxiety took its pretty little wings and ran me through that whole burnout situation. But at first it was just this, okay, like I see people want it. Why not deliver it? Putting together these workshops, like, especially when I was living in Bangkok, it's just health does not exist there. A lot of partying and not sleeping and situations exist there. And when I was there, I just really wanted to figure out a way to heal myself. And then people were like, wait, how did you literally turn your entire life around? Let me, let me learn. And then from there started, no idea. <laughs> so how long were you out in Bangkok for? I was there six years, actually to this day, one year ago, I moved back. I was boarding my like plane you, back. That's when like your, all your ideas and stuff came from? Yeah. I mean, so I went back, I was like in a really bad relationship at the time, very abusive. Um, and health was my thing that I took my anxiety out on. So I always just avoided thinking of the situation I was in. So I had lost my mom at 22, found my way to Asia, found my way into a very toxic, abusive relationship, because it doesn't matter where you live. If you are still out running your problems, you're probably not going to pick the best situations to be in. Um, and instead of dealing with any of that stuff, I distracted myself with health. So I became hyper obsessed with eliminating a whole bunch of foods and going on basically every diet that ever existed and also working out like a psychopath every single day um, just to avoid any time I felt anxiety, I would use that. And that's what ultimately led me to having all these health issues. So I had IBS, I had crippling anxiety, suicidal thoughts. Um, I had hyperthyroidism and hypothyroidism. I had lost my cycle for five years. Um, I had adrenal fatigue. I had literally zero estrogen in my body and like skyrocketing cortisol levels. Like everyone was like, what the heck are you doing? Like, what is wrong with your body right now? And that's what led me to, you know, understanding and going through the nutrition route and realizing, okay, maybe I should learn about this thing I'm trying to use as a weapon. How can I use this as a tool? 
but then I became hyper obsessed with it and like became that whole, whole, like everything needs to be perfect. I need to eat at these times. I need, I cannot eat this. And like that kind of person, um, and went the total opposite direction and my health kept getting worse and worse and worse, even though the intention behind what I was doing was good the mindset and the obsession with it was not um, because again, it was just a distraction from the actual trauma of my life and avoiding what I was feeling. And yeah, I I mean, it didn't like, when I look back at it, it all makes sense. Like it all aligns perfectly. But like when I was in it, I was like, um, okay, like I'm learning and people want to like learn with me. This is perfect. Yeah. You never know when you're from there. you, you You never know when you're actually in the middle of it. Exactly. So what made you pick Bangkok of all places? I feel like running away, not running away, but like trying to just change in your life. I wouldn't put Bangkok at the top of my list. Like why, why was that a choice? Honestly, elephants. (laughs) Like at the time, so I had graduated university early and before I was supposed to go sell like computer keyboards in Austin, Texas. My mom was like, hey, I'm going to try and make amends with you. Let's send you on a volunteer trip. I was looking at New Zealand, um, but she's like, but you are obsessed with elephants. Like, it's your favorite animal. Why not go do work in an elephant sanctuary and also work in an orphanage because you love children as well? And I was like, fantastic idea. And because my mom was planning it, it was one of those things because she had passed in November and I was supposed to go in January. So straight after. Um, And so I just kind of left and I was like, okay. And then I was there. And then I came home after three, like I was there for two months and then I had met that person I was in a relationship with. And then I came back and I was there for like back in America for like two weeks. And I was like, I do not like everything here is a freaking trigger, like everything about that time period, about my mom, about everything. And I was like, I'm out, like sold everything I owned, left. And my family was like, did you not want to run that by us? And I'm like, no, you tell me no, like, I don't want to do that. And so I left and it was supposed to just be like a few months to a year. And it ended up being six years. (laughs) Elephants are my favorite animal. Oh, it's my second favorite animal. I have an elephant tattoo on my chest. So I'm really, I have one on my finger. No like way. Tiny, yeah, I have a little white one on my finger. That's all. I, I'm not going to take my shirt off, but it's a big it's a big <laughs> elephant head. My number one animal, it's funny that you said New Zealand. I actually don't even know if they're in New Zealand, is uh, koala bears. Those okay. are my number one favorite animal. But pachyderms, yeah, elephants, I, I get it. Now, that's the thing. You always go out for something like, oh, I'm going to see elephants all the time. How many elephants did you see and interact with when you were there? Was it even Well, I worked, I worked at an elephant sanctuary, so okay, I like had an elephant <laughs> to take care of. <laughs> what was their name? Um, what was it? Bebo. Bebo? Bebo. Okay, that's, I'll give that like a five for a name. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Um, all right, so you're in Bangkok, then you finally come home after the relationship, doing your entrepreneurship, healing to happy. So how's that? So that must be going great right now. Like, how do people get in contact with you about that? Yeah, so I mean, it really started with like sharing everything on Instagram and just kind of cooking foods and whatever. And then that steamboated people like, wait, can I pay you? And so I was doing like in-person stuff while I was in Bangkok, um, like meeting at coffee shops, whatever. And then that steamboated into doing like group workshops and then steamboated into helping restaurants create menus and opening up smoothie shops and doing like product development. Like, I don't even know what the heck happened. Like it just started to go. And I was like, I'm here for it. Like, why not? Yeah. Um, and then I got into the online space because I was like, well, I kind of want to branch outside of Asia. Right. Like, see how it goes. And so I started to create online courses and, you know, doing master classes and creating Facebook groups. And so now that's what I mostly do. I don't do, I mean, COVID, but I don't do 
in-person workshops. I do want to get back to it, but I now am in a city. I don't know anyone even where I would start, but then again, I was in Asia and I didn't know where to start. So I trust that it'll go somewhere. Um, but yeah, now it's like digital. I do podcast things like this. I do master classes once a month. I have courses, I have trainings, I have one-to-one coaching. It kind of just goes wherever it flows. And I just speak what needs to be spoken about when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> Don't they say if you can make it in Bangkok, you can make it in anywhere. So I think you're probably, what, what do they say? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what that would be. <laughs> now the IBS anxiety coach, what is your relation with IBS? Yeah. So I had IBS my whole life. I just never paid attention to it. So I was diagnosed when I was like 13, but at the time, like you're 13, what? Like it's, it's not, you don't know what that means. They're like, you can't eat this. And you're like, watch me. And so you would just take a bunch of Miralax. And then that led to my eating disorder for a long time. Um, and then when I was 24 and like had that life pivotal moment of like, we either sink or swim right now. That's what I dove into was learning about my IBS and understanding it. And I got my, like I went into nutrition and then I kept going and getting certified in gut health and the microbiome and things like that. And still didn't make sense. Like nothing I was doing was helping it. Like I was pooping like once a week and that was not okay. Like it was, I thought I was pregnant and it was just this whole thing. And so I kept going to specialists and this whole thing and everything was about elimination diets and, you know, cutting out foods and doing this whole thing with, if you've struggled with an eating disorder for 10 years, that's like going into a bar as an alcoholic. Like that doesn't, why would you, why, you know, but I wanted to feel okay. I wanted to heal my body. Um, which led me into my naturopath's office. And she was like, do you want to talk about how your depression is linked to your IBS? And I was like, no, no, I don't. And so I left and I did a candida cleanse and it took me about a year to finally come back. Cause at the time still dieting and exercising and food was my way of not dealing with the actual stuff that let's, caused it. Let's back up a little bit. What was that? Candida, candida cleanse? What is Candi- it? Candida cleanse. So like candida is yeast overgrowth inside of your gut. So you take a bunch of either it's herbs or medicines or whatever, and it just flushes it all out of your body, which is why choice of like things. It's like everyone goes and does a cleanse or they put scopes yeah. in funny places. You know, it's like a, I don't want to talk about my problems. Food is so much easier. Let me just poop yeah. my brains out. Like this is so much easier. I right. don't want to do that. And for those of that don't know, IBS stands for irritable bowel syndrome. Yes. Look at, look yes, at me exactly. learning. Look at me learning. Look at you. Look so, at you. It so is, you get, it, go ahead. No, you go. no I was just gonna say like irritable bowel syndrome is basically like we don't know what's wrong with you like there's some type of irritation but that's it and really at the root of it it's a nervous system issue and you feel things more sensitively and your gut is just more sensitive it doesn't have to do with like food it has to do with your nervous system which they don't tell you about they're like stop eating gluten and fear dairy and oh my goodness pickles like it's like this whole thing that people try to whoop you inside of and really trap you inside of and it works for a really long time until you get sick of it they're like we'll just throw three letters together make an acronym and they're just telling that they have ibs exactly Exactly. so we were going with this story before i backed you up you're you take the cleanse you get Mm. uh, you get your refresh and resetting the buttons and then exactly and i found myself still feeling worse um at that point my cycle still wasn't coming back i ended up it sounds silly like all these other symptoms like blood work and everything else should have been indicators, but it wasn't until a giant rash took over my entire backside of my body, all throughout my entire body. And I was fine with that. I was like, it's fine. I can cover it. It's fine until it took over my face. And then I was like, this is not fine. Like I can't fake this anymore that even though I'm like the best intention, I'm clearly not doing this correctly. Like 
I don't know what's wrong here. And so I learned about fight or flight response and I learned about my body was just malnourished. At that time I was 40 pounds underweight. Like I was, you know, doing F45 twice a day. Like it was like not okay. And so I had to pull back the reins a lot. And that's when I learned about the gut brain connection. That's when I learned about metabolic restoration. That's when I learned all these kind of things that now I know preach and teach to really understand that if we are fighting our body, if we're stuck in a fight or flight state of mind, our body can't heal. No matter how good, quote unquote, our diet is, it really doesn't matter because your body can't take it in anyways. And eventually it's going to literally throw up on you. Hopefully it doesn't go as far as what it did to me, but like it, your symptoms, your bloating, your cramping, your heartburn, your skin rash, hormonal imbalances, your brain fog, your mood swings, like that's all related to your gut and your gut brain connection. What do you suggest people do first to get to get going with your little plan here? Like yeah, I mean- important? I teach people like this method called free F-R-E-E. And the first thing is foundations. So what the heck are you doing every day? Like most of us go so reactive our entire lives. Like we are just, something happens, we react. Something happens, we react. We have, we're not giving a thought. We're not directing the course of our life. We're not even anything. Like what are you eating? How are you feeling about when you, what you're eating? When are you eating? Are you drinking enough water? Are you stressed? Are you having bowel movements? What does it look like? Like we have to take a self audit which we hate doing because that means we have to take responsibility. So we don't want to do it. And so we'll try different diets and we'll do different things and we'll blame it on the diet. So we don't actually have to look in the mirror and say, it's probably what I'm doing. That isn't working here. Yeah. And, and so I always talk about that where it's like, you got to figure out what are you doing? And I know it sucks because you have to track things for like a week or two, but like, do you want to be sick your whole life? Like, do you want to keep being stuck forever chasing the diet, forever chasing the 10 pounds, forever chasing this thing? Or do you want to actually take radical responsibility for your life and make progression as opposed to just maintenance that we have? What is the biggest misconception about IBS? That it's a thing. Like there's a running joke in my field that at the end of IBS is BS. Like that's all it is. And we use it as this definition to ourselves. And we use it as this defining thing that we then have to, it, to go on these extreme elimination diets and follow a low FODMAP, which I'm not even going to try and pronounce what FODMAP stands for, but it's, it's just the sugars that our body can't really break down. And that's where we get some irritation. It's a bunch of saccharide stuff. Um, but people then are hooked on these things for a lifetime. Like the women I meet, they're like, oh yeah, I've been doing low FODMAP for the last like 25 years. I'm like, honey, that was only supposed to be maximum six weeks. Like that is not what we're supposed to be doing. And it leads to this whole, you know, food disordered relationship with it where it doesn't have to do with weight. Like it's not like anorexia or bulimia. It's yeah. literally being afraid of putting a food in your mouth because of what your body is going to do. So it's called food reintake disorder. And it, it's something you see often with children like they don't like to eat food because of the color or the texture or something like that. But like as adults, we have that because of dieting culture. And so it's not, like this whole thing is just bananas because we don't, granted, it's no one's job. Like it's not your job. Like it is mine to be like, well, how does digestion work? What? That does not make sense. Like being questioning it. But like when someone tells you this is how it is for a lifetime, like we have to sit there and be like, why though? Yeah. Like that doesn't make sense because we learn about things like epigenetics where like we control our genes by the, our lifestyle choices or, you know, the neuroplasticity, our brain can fire and wire differently if we do different things or like the microbiome changes within 72 hours based off of your nutrition choices. Like then how the heck am I stuck with it for a lifetime? Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> how, how are you managing right now? I'm just living my best life. And, and, like it, and you're not having like any like symptoms of it. Like you just, no, 
I haven't had any flare-ups for about three years now. Um, granted, like I'll get bubbly. Like yesterday, I had a whole bunch of Brussels sprouts and bacon, which was delicious. But was obviously, Brussels was a wrap. No, 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 no. I, I made them at home. I just roasted some Brussels sprouts with some bacon bits put on top, like homemade bacon, turkey bacon, balsamic glaze. Like it was delicious. But like Brussels sprouts are hard to digest. Obviously, I'm a little bit gassy after that. But it's not like. I'm running to the bathroom or like, you know, mixing between the two and having a flare up. It's just like some foods obviously cause an irritation because they take more strength to break down because of the way it works. You know, you're never going to not be bloated. It's just when it's chronic and painful and gets in the way. And like when I was teaching, my kids used to rub my belly and think I was pregnant. So it's not like that anymore. Yeah, that's, that's, (laughs) (laughs) um, did you go back to your doctor from when you were 13, just laugh at him and be like, Hey, figured it out thanks no i actually haven't seen her since i've been back because you know after the age of 26 you're not in your parents insurance i'm like why would i go back um i was seeing my pediatrician till like 19 i didn't realize oh yeah i was like i was like so oblivious no i stopped going to her after i came back after that relationship um something had happened and i had to come back to america and go to the doctor and she instantly just kept trying to push um pharmaceuticals on me like for my mental health and i was like lady that's not the problem. It's the boyfriend. It's not my brain. It's the boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I'm good. And so I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm done here. Now, how's your anxiety <laughs> with this all now? Yeah. So, I mean, I still have anxiety, but I haven't had a panic attack and I don't know how long. Um, honestly, I kind of thrive on a little bit of anxiety. Like, I know that sounds bad, but I'm like, with that. I'm with that. But like, I get a lot. I'm a entrepreneur because of it. Like I get a lot done and I worry about things and I get things done. So a little bit is okay. And I always, and I always, <laughs> it's a horrible joke, but like my cup of coffee in the morning, I'm like, I need it because I need that little bit of anxiety to get me through until 3 PM and then I'm good. Um, but yeah, there's a good balance. So like when it happens, I'm able to catch my thinking thought and able to, you know, pause for a second and not be so consumed by it and have these heart palpitations and get trapped up in it. I'm like, this is anxiety. I'm going to go for a walk or like, I'm going to take a bubble bath to like downregulate my system right now and eat better food and balance my blood sugar levels. Like there's just different ways of dealing with it that don't feel like my entire world is crashing around me anymore. (laughs) We all got to be like a little twisted though. So like a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of IBS and like, Hey, I'm making money now helping people. So it works out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, exactly why is like talking about pooping kind of awkward for people like you make it seem so easily but some people like can't really talk about it like I can talk about poop is easy to talk about we all poop yeah is that on your shelf for books everybody poops everybody poops no I should actually get it you're a fraud you're an absolute fraud if you can see oh you can't see up there but I have a little like um stress ball and it's the poop emoji Ah, it's just right up there i can't move that's it, but, pretty neat that's pretty yeah. neat no i mean it's a bodily thing like it's funny because in asia it's something they talk about just like at the dinner table like it's just very common language um but like americans are so different like yeah, everyone just like, talks Europe, about shit though like, europeans hey. talk about it too like they just literally talk about it at the dinner table like, it's but, like, like what a, are they talking about they make jokes about it they talk about how they just had one they talk about the consistency of it like it's just a thing i think just americans it's like you don't talk about that at the table which granted you don't talk about the table i don't know why you're talking about the table but it's a it's our health like ranking system you know like when that's the thing your doctor should be asking you every time you come in like hello how is your poop does it float or does it sink does it look like a banana how long are you on the toilet minus the video games if you actually were just pooping how long are you on the toilet like what is that kind of but we don't talk about it and so I think people are just, you know, poop shy. 
What is uh what is your take on the squatty potty? I freaking love it. So if you don't oh, have a squatty yeah, potty, I got one. I love them. I love it. And if you don't have one, just take the garbage can that's next to the toilet and put your feet up that way. Well, unless you have like an awkward it's a, trash it's, can. Yeah, like if you have like a very large one, and you're like, wee, like that's not gonna work. But like if you so for anyone, like a squatty potty, if our body is crunched in an L position, we can't make a swift exit like it doesn't work when we mm -hmm. are in if you look at like the spine and how it just like your organs if you're like in a squat position it's straight down and easy for an exit so it's not this cramping thing so if you sit in a squatty potty which is why asia is so great because all of its squatty bodies um it, it's such a better cleaner exit yeah i'm i was sold on it and the other thing i sold on because i you gotta you gotta take care of yourself in the poop game is uh bidets mm -hmm. do you have a bidet oh my god no but i need to order one oh um, i got we one. talked about this we talked oh, about this. yeah, you, yeah, said yeah. you ordered one <laughs> yeah i did it right before the pandemic and it was like 20 bucks then inflation jacked that thing like 45 mm -hmm. you gotta get one you should get sponsored by one that's who you need to get in touch with too oh is god. a bidet company and just... I, I have a good one that's uh, my partner. He loves it. It's a poop fan. So not like a smelly poop fan. It's a noise canceling fan. So anywhere we travel, if you don't want to hear your partner poop, we care. It's his favorite. Like he will not let me travel. He's like, baby, are you bringing it with? I'm like, you're nonsense. Like, yes, yeah. I have the poop fan. Don't worry. As so he puts it on, he's like, nothing's happening here. And he like flings it on because it just cancels out the entire sound that's happening in the bathroom. Some people always say, because I'm I'm a little bit poop shy in places, taking a poop in a public bathroom is like the worst. Especially I always say that girls' bathrooms are a little bit worse than guys' bathrooms. So I think that's when everyone has to work on their glutes with squatting. Oh, they got to put the little bird's nest around there. Yeah, um, thanks. And they're like, don't touch yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal. Um, I actually don't even know where I was going with that. I just wanted to talk about nesting. And uh, what the hell was I going with that? I'll come back to that. It's it's yeah. all right. That This talk is getting pretty shitty. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. I was, trying to, I was trying to get that in there. Um, so you're into um, you're into health. Like, what is your go-to meals? I know you said, like, Brussels sprouts and bacon. Is that what you're eating every day or what? No, it's so funny. Everyone <laughs> always asks me this, and I'm like, charcuterie boards. Like, I freaking love a solid charcuterie board. And I know that's not nutritionally sound and everything, but, like, you know, on a weekend, it's a Friday. It's like a Friday ritual. I will have a charcuterie board, or anytime I come back from traveling, we stop at, like, this place called Whiskey Cake, and they have the best charcuterie boards. I'm on the hunt for them. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know what that is. A charcuterie board, like, cheese and meats. And bread oh, see, and like, like grapes like and jams. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, like the yeah. board of like cheese and meats and stuff. Oh my God, my favorite, my favorite thing. But like on a day-to-day -day basis, it's like I wake up, it's summertime. So I've been having just like Greek yogurt with like a banana and like pumpkin spice because I'm basic. Um, uh, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um, and then lunch is usually like today I'm having the Brussels sprouts again with bacon, some applewood sausage um chicken sausage and like some salad and then dinner is probably gonna be a charcuterie word because it's friday but oftentimes it'll be like chicken or steak or it's charcuterie board friday hun get him ready is. oh he knows he already knows he's like <laughs> yes he's into it too it's like there's it's so much fun it's made it, it's like making food fun for me as opposed yeah. to you know fearful because it's always this thing of like me and my partner it's always we try and compete who can make the best bite out of it and don't get me wrong Mixing and grazing is not the best thing for your microbiome. 
just this is why family parties, this is why weekends, this is why when you're going out and you're eating all these different kinds of things, not actually the best sound advice as a IBS coach right now, but hey, being honest to you. And then, but it's so good because you like, you're like, how is this, how do I make food fun? And you're making the best bite, you're mixing different flavors together, you're learning different things. Like, I just like the experience of it. Whereas my brain used to be like, I need to have my beef liver at this time, at this hour, I need my raw kale salad this time, at this hour. Like, now I'm like, "Mm, my body's okay. Like, we do the best we can throughout the week. And then Fridays is like, you know, charcuterie board. You're uh, very passionate about pooping and charcuterie boards. Yes. That's that's just fantastic. (laughs) I know what I I was going to say earlier about my whole poop talk. Is is public bathrooms when you feel awkward i guess if, if you have headphones and you listen to music you kind of it's like the opposite you tune everybody out so oh yeah i always and, see that and it's I the worst when you go when you go to a different bathroom you don't have a squatty potty you don't have a bidet you're like my day is absolutely ruined and you're like i gotta go literally yeah. <laughs> oh she's coming back with it what is a uh, what is a meal that you miss that you can't really eat now that would fuck you up Like, am I going to that? I'm, no, like I don't, I can eat everything now. Something I, I actually just did a live on this in one of my programs of just like, I could eat Texas barbecue, but like, I don't want to because the next day my butthole is like, uh-uh, like it's not a vibe when I have that. Yeah. And it's not, it's like, I don't know anyone that can tolerate Texas barbecue. It doesn't have to do with because I have or had IBS. It just has to do with it's Texas barbecue. Like, of course that's going to hurt. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't but yeah i think that's the only one but i think that's just fresh on my brain because i literally just used that example earlier today um i i have a question about the south real quick and Mm -hmm. because i used to do i used to go to school in north carolina and when it comes to restaurants what i would do up here is like say i'm with like dinner with friends and we all order like a bunch of different appetizers and we share do you guys do that down there so i do with my friends where it's like we do like family style yeah right like yeah exactly but no, that was a weird thing coming back to the States. It was like, everyone orders their own dish and like, that's it. And I was like, but I want to try all the flavors. What do you mean? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was so weird. I was, I was seeing my college buddies. We went down there and I was like, oh, you guys want to get this and that? They're like, well, yeah, I'm going to get this. I'm like, okay. And then they just gave us all separate checks automatically. I'm like, where am yeah. I? Yeah. That was also like good example. I thought of like, you order pizza, you go and you get pizza and you like do half and half the pizza you share the pizza no you go out to eat with italians like my best friend in bangkok is from italy her and her entire family and i was like all right so what pizzas are we splitting whatever they're like uh-uh you eat the whole pizza and you do not share and i was like what the heck is wrong with you people people you just don't like sharing pizza? i know i was like what the heck is this i want to try all of it though are you pro or uh are you pro cold pizza yes i've always ran the idea of I want to open up a Sunday brunch spot that will have Bloody Marys and cold pizza. You are getting wider by the way in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Bloody Ma- pizza. What would you call it? Hangover special. Oh wow. I would I would have called it like bloody pizzas or some shit. Oh goodness. Yeah, that's, that's, be, that's no one would come like that'd be bad marketing. What would you do? Yeah, no that? one's gonna go to that anyway. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. All right. Um, Laura, so where can people find Healing to Healing to Happy and where they can find you and get some more information? Yeah. So, I mean, you can come over to my Instagram, which is it's Laura Patricia Martin. I am most active there. And from there, you'll see my Healing to Happy, which is our business page. And you'll figure out what masterclass is going on. I don't know when this is going to air, but we have a bunch of like anxiety stuff coming up next and we rotate between the two. So. 
Fantastic. Between, yeah, Be sure to come check hang it out. out. Yeah. yeah, come come give her a like. She'll IGTV <laughs> or whatever it's called now, and um, give you some tips. Now, all right, I usually end this with uh, all my guests because um, I'm a huge like wrestling fan, and they have like theme songs. So, say you were coming out like you were the IBS champion of the world. You were coming out to the arena. Like, what would your theme song be? Like, what is the song that plays when you come out? Does it have to be something like funny? No, you can be funny. Because there, like, there's a really funny like ch- children's like poop song. And it's like boop 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 boop. Everybody poops kind of song. And I think that would be hilarious if I was coming out as the IBS person. Yeah, the IBS champ. But if it was just you personally, yeah. what would you? What do you think? Like, what would get you jacked up? Like you're going through Bangkok, riding elephants. What's playing in the background? Um, I used to love Justin Bieber Christmas music. You might be my, <laughs> you might be my weirdest guest yet, and I've talked to a lot of weird people. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Was, those two answers were fucking insane. <laughs> I used to love riding these so like tuk-tuks around Bangkok, and sometimes you can plug in your phone. So a tuk-tuk, it's like this, like three-wheel bike thing with like neon lights on it just cruising through it's bananas if you google it um and sometimes they would have a speaker and so i would always plug in justin bieber christmas music even if it was like july just so it would scream down the streets as we were going through it's really fun you should try it it's uh, anytime someone plays christmas music outside of the month of december i lose (laughs) my absolute shit you must yeah you already you said you love pumpkin you must love halloween you must love the movie hocus pocus oh my god i do yeah i know i can tell so well yeah i'm talking to you already it's you are remarkable because you're very you're very happy and stuff and you've gone through like so much shit like literally like not even making jokes like like go to Bangkok after you, you lose your mother. You're like, oh, I'm gonna have fun here. Meet a guy. That guy's shitty for like six years. You come back, like still dealing with IBS. You're getting better. But like, do you ever just like feel proud of yourself of like what you've done? Because what you've told me, I'm like, holy, holy shit. Like I, I don't think a lot of people could do that. And when like what you're doing now, even with the smile, it's like it didn't get you down. Well, it got you down. But like, look, look where you are now. Yeah, I actually just wrote a post on that because like September is suicide prevention. Mm-hmm month you know um and so I just wrote a post on that where it was like I was sitting on the top of the mountain because we just did a hiking trip in Utah and just sitting there being like I am so happy I chose to live like I had no clue this is where I was going to go but because I chose to live these things have added up and it's it is one of those things where you're like how the heck like you're sitting there in your lowest moments being like how the heck am I going to get there like what am I going to do and then all of a sudden you're like sitting there and you're like how the heck am I here like when did that happen and it goes by so fast but at the same time so slow and so like yeah sometimes I I'm currently in the phase of being like good freaking job yeah Hey, I'm proud of you. I'm just some fucking dude that just talks to you about shit. It, it's, it is funny. Like, things just happen. You get there. Because, like, I'll do this a lot. And you might do, too. You're, you're driving and you just sit there. And then, like, all of a sudden, you're like, like you just, like, wake up. And start, you forgot to breathe for, like, three hours. And you're like, you're like, holy shit. Like, I'm 35. I do a podcast. Like, what am I doing? Like, you just realize, like, what am I doing? Like, what is yeah. life? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, it's funny. Now, the last thing, I, I like to end this with all my guests, is three things that you're grateful for right now. I am very grateful for my health because of where it's at. I don't like, it's very consistent nowadays. I'm very thankful for my partner and he's the freaking like to know where I came from to who I have now. It's every single time I see him, I'm like, Oh my God, you're like me. I love you. Let's be friends. Like it's so fun. Um, 
and just my family's health. Like I'm blessed that they're all so healthy and taken care of and they have so much fun. Like they're the leaders in what like fun is. And I just freaking love that. So I would say those three things right now. I thought you were going to go like pumpkin lattes, charcuterie boards. Um, that I actually get to experience pumpkin slice season because I was uh, not, we didn't have it in Bangkok. So I am bathing in it. Yeah. But how was it, how was it in like Texas drinking like pumpkin? I feel like that's like, I'm in Boston. So like we get like that cool, like fall weather. I feel like it's hot as balls down there still. I turn my air con on really high and I pretend it's fall. Your what? I.e. the sweater, sweater I'm wearing right now. Your air I what? Put, I, my air con. What my is an air con? my my ac my air conditioner oh is that like the new my thing that con? we call it, the air cons i don't know i've always called it that really that sounds <laughs> is, like that, a, is that a thailand thing i don't, I, I don't know i call it an air conditioner or an ac like oh. you just did but you made it seem like it was a new nike sneaker the air cons it's the cool thing i turn on the air con i put it all on i pretend it's really cold now and then i mean it does get really hot i have an iced like version of it that i make Wow, that you are something special. Again, you are the one of the weirdest guests I've ever had, and I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Your answers are fucking ridiculous, but it was awesome. <laughs> Laura Martin, thank you so much for uh, coming on and chatting with me. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Have a good one. <laughs>